located between the Andes and the Chilean coast range, the Atacama Desert is an environment unlike any other. While the majority of the area often records less than one millimeter of rainfall a year, there are locations that experience zero recorded rainfall. While this seemingly arid wasteland is home to many forms of indigenous wildlife who have adapted to the harsh climate, the desert also holds a wealth of valuable minerals and metals. The landscape itself is often said to be an extremely close resemblance to the blasted terrains located on the planet Mars. In 2003, while exploring an abandoned mining town, an amateur collector came across a startling discovery. Within an unassuming leather pouch and wrapped inside a piece of simple white cloth were the remains of what seemed to be a six-inch-long humanoid. Once the skeleton was confirmed to be an actual biological organism, scientists and researchers raced to find an answer to the origins of this tiny being. This case file joined the theorists as they find a tiny bone to pick with... The Atacama Alien. Theorist theorizing case file 230 the Atacama alien. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. And we're all deaf. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> uh, as per usual. Classic. Just blew out our yeah. eardrums. Classic. Collectively. Yeah, it's gonna be great when we uh when we finally get benefits from big theory and we all we all need hearing aids. <laughs> There's literally, you know, those like, I, I forget what they are, but basically the, those, you know, infomercials or whatever you get after your show and it scrolls on like, have you, were you ever in the military in 2005? It's, have you ever listened to Alien Theorist Theorizing between 2017 and 200, you know? Yeah, you may be entitled to conversation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyone who's yeah. listening in their car with the fucking volume crank just gets rocked. Yeah, oh, I couldn't imagine having just, headphones in. Fuck that. Yeah. Good thing we're a limited liability. <laughs> no, it's okay. We put a huge, a massive compressor on that scream at the start. It's not, it's not too bad. <laughs> it's because I blew my, I was like dying from sneezing right before we went on. It was a combination. <laughs> it was, it was bad. Uh, the Atacama alien. This was a, a really fun one to research. Actually, it started off as I was like, I was like, are we talking about that little fucking, that little baby? The little baby skeleton, and I was like, oh, I've you know I've seen pictures, I've seen Greer hold it or some shit. I knew I've seen it or heard about it before. Um, dude, it plays yeah, out like an it, Indiana is Jones. It that little baby that looks exactly like Beavis. Yeah, <laughs> it's got the exact same proportions as Beavis. Yeah, is that, is that the baby Beavis? <laughs> yeah, uh, skeleton. But it plays out like the beginning of it, like plays out like a movie, like how this thing is like changed hands and stuff. Started uh, Indiana Jones, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a very cool uh, case. And it surprised me too because whenever, it, it seems like a lot of the stuff we talk about, it's always like way back in the day, way back in the day, right? The, you know, everyone involves dead. Uh, this is from 2003, right? So it's like I was in, what, grade 10? Yeah, probably 10. When this thing was discovered. So not that long ago. Um. 
pretty surprising. And I, you know what, to be honest, I've probably, because I was always into like UFOlogy and, and stuff like that. And I remember, um, you know, S- Stephen Greer and stuff and there. He obviously does a documentary called Sirius. Yep. And it's featured in that. And so I've, I've definitely seen, you know, clips of it. And I've seen, you know, if you haven't seen the Atacama alien, hashtag look it up. It looks like an alien. Hundred percent. It, it definitely like it looks like the little dude that's controlling the big dude in, in fucking uh, in Independence Day, right? You know, yes, like when it's right. inside the head and it cracks open, like it looks just like it. I one hundred percent guarantee that if you follow any UFO alien accounts on Instagram, any social media, you've seen this. Like you've seen a picture yep. of it. It's always thrown up on there. This looks like a miniature Every- alien, tiny yeah. little six-inch green. Bony alien. Yeah, I mean, it is a skeleton. Like, it is a just a like desiccated skeleton. And then if you look exactly at it, you're like, this is what I would imagine a tiny alien fetus might look like. Like, that's what, that's what it resembles. Like, I, right off the bat when you look at it. It is very fetus-y. It's true. Like, they definitely Fetish. went underneath that fucking park Fetish-ish. bench and stole Voldemort's fetus and buried it in Chile. <laughs> yes. That's what it looks just like. It looks like this fetus's <laughs> last words were, Nikini. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so, like, Brayden said before, <laughs> the saga of the Atacama alien starts in 2003, uh, you know, named so by uh, where it was found in the Atacama Desert, which is one of the, what is it, one of the most driest places on Earth, I believe? Like, is it, it's, it's clear not fame? the driest, yeah. A fun yeah. little caveat about the Atacama Desert that I kind of got into is that scientists study the Atacama Desert uh, because they say it's most comparable comparable to life on Mars. Yes. Yeah, the atmosphere. Yes, that is correct. It's yeah. super similar to Mars. Right, it's right. like the super- Terrain and everything. Terrain. Yeah. 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 So I, I can't remember they like set up like a base there and they were like, they simulated Mars- Living, yeah, they're like, they were going to. I can't they're remember. They're like, fuck, it's dry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dry. <laughs> I could use a Pepsi. <laughs> it's, a, use a fucking, Pepsi. it's the equivalent of eating a whole pack thirst. of saltines without any water. Yeah. Uh, so during that year, apparently amateur, well, I call him amateur collector, but he could also probably be interchangeable with grave robber. Uh, or relic hunter. <laughs> <laughs> or relic hunter, sure. Maybe Tomb Raider, even if you want to get that right now. <laughs> he's a he's a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> Named Oscar Munoz, uh, apparently was exploring uh, a ghost town there that was, uh, I guess, it was part. It used to be a what did they say it was like a nitrate mining, yeah, potassium nitrate like mining potassium uh, area, nitrate mining area. And he said he came across a uh, like something wrapped in a, a white cloth inside a leather pouch that had been abandoned near there, near there uh, in this town. Somebody uh, lost their lucky Lenoria. fetus. <laughs> yeah, I just forgot it. my precious. That's why the skull's so smooth. Oh, just oh, man. just thumbing it. Up. This is too fucked up. <laughs> Always in his pocket. <laughs> well, I mean, when I when I first saw it, okay, like, I I, th- I immediately thought, okay, so you have the, the alien fetus, but it's the alien fetus fetish. It's a fucking <laughs> <laughs> like fetish in the sense of you know fetish in the sense of like a little like kind of voodoo doll, those right. kinds of things that right, you think right, about. Right. You know? Yes, like, that's that's what it reminds me of. Like kind of <laughs> one of those things. Somebody was either keeping it around for for good luck, for good luck. I guess, or you know, you or, rub yeah, your fetus like that. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, he he unwrapped this this object and find it in there. This six inch long skeleton, six inches, very like not even that big. Like 
like that big. Hey, whoa, whoa. Six like inches is pretty fucking big, man. It's like yeah, a tall boy. It's okay. like a tall boy yeah. can. It's pretty that's big. actually a little bit over the global average. average. I'd say so. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, but this, the um, people who examined it, you know, uh, following his discovery, like it, they found it to be unusually developed for what it seemed like the size that it was. It, it had hardened teeth. It had 10 ribs instead of 12, which is extremely rare. And it's a feature that has never been seen in humans before, according to the scientists who looked at it. And it had these um, large eye sockets with uh, this elongated pointy skull. So if you look at the picture of it, like it's very, yeah, it's very, the skull goes all the way up into like a, like a ridged point almost at the I, top. I can't say thing. this enough that when you look at it, the first thought in your brain, you're like, yeah, that motherfucker looks like a little alien. Like the hundred percent. Without a doubt. You're, I, you're not looking at that going like, well, well, maybe it looks normal. No, it's not. It looks like an alien, little alien baby. So wait, it That's had it hardened like. teeth? That's what they said? Yeah. That was one of the features Fucking that they remarked weird. about it. Super weird. So, it's like a full, yeah. full set of dentures in there. Uh, so then shortly after, I guess Oscar, uh, you know, I guess either the, the media got a hold of it or somebody got, um, you know, rumors of this alien-looking extraterrestrial looking skeleton kind of got out into the open or, you know, reached the certain channels where apparently a, uh, an anonymous private collector from Spain came to put this thing in his private collection. And unfortunately though, from what I understand is, you know, Oscar wasn't, he, he wasn't the owner of this fucking, you know, this little baby, this little fetus alien thing anymore. He'd sold it prior to this, didn't he? I uh, he had sold so. it to prior somebody the you know the go between between him and them. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to keep that. I would offload it as soon as I want because I don't want that. Which in my he house. did, but he kind of <laughs> offloaded it to not like let's let's be honest. Like if if you found something wild like this, right, you're gonna probably call a few people, call the parents, be like, listen, I got this crazy fucking thing. I'm gonna call Ripley himself, be like, you're not gonna believe this. Ripley. I have an alien. <laughs> All right, you're not gonna believe this, dude. <laughs> Do I have something for you? Yeah, I got Ripley on speed dial. Yeah. But no, our, our good old boy Oscar didn't make it that far. Where did he end up selling it? The fucking nearest bar, <laughs> some uh, Star Wars cantina. I heard it's Chili's only hookah bar is where he sold it. Did he now? And, is that and he obviously made a he obviously made a big profit. We, he must have made a, huge money for it. Do we happen to have I, audio of that transaction? I think, I think a, we have somewhere. I think we have a legit uh, a security <laughs> cam. Recording of the whole okay. the whole uh, incident. Welcome, my friend. Come in, come in. What what, what can I get for you? You want Pepsi? <coughs> can I get you Pepsi? Oh yeah, sure. I'd love I'd love a Pepsi. Mohammed, yalla talaon. Get this man a Pepsi. Get your own damn Pepsi. He, no, really, he's a paying customer, Mohammed. Get, get him a pizza. Pepsi. He wants Pepsi. Well, so, okay. about the, about the paying part. What do you mean? You don't have I'm gonna, money. Why you waste I would my like time? to offer you an interesting proposition. Well, okay. What it's if weird, I told the- you that in my possession, I had a rare relic, an antiquity of unbelievable value? Uh, what do you mean? I got every, I got a lamp, I got whatever, what do you need? What, I don't, tell me, what do you have? What is Sir, special? what I have in this handkerchief will change the course of human history. Okay, let's go, buddy. What is my time? In this handkerchief, I have... An alien fetus. Ali, you have Ali. What do you mean, Ali? Let me see this alien. 
Notice the ten ribs. The ten ribs. Well, my, my, hey, my cousin Mohammed had ten ribs. I'm not, spe not special. We'll let it come out. Sir, sir, the elongated Alien. skull. Look at the Ali. What do you mean, Ali? And this is a pickle baby. What do you mean, Ali? And a pickle baby is in your hand. Sir, this is undeniable proof of. Undeniable proof. What are you talking about? Of life. In other, in, in, telling me a pickle baby, pickle baby. I see pickle baby everywhere I go. Downtown last week. Tomorrow I see a pickle baby. My cousin Said, he make a pickle baby. You want to, Mohammed? What, what does Said make? What does Said make? Said make a, a pickle baby. See, I tell you, look, my cousin Said make a pickle baby. Not impressed, sir. Sir, this will bring. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of people I, will want this. I, it's listen, priceless. Look, look, you have a nice face. You have a very nice face. You come to me today with my store. I get it. Okay, you come, pickle baby. It's nice. Okay, I like you, nice man. I'll give you, I'll give you $65 for big. Sold. $64 minus your Pepsi, obviously. Deal. You take the, okay, good. Take it. Go before I change my mind, pickle baby boy. Get out of here. <laughs> Then, uh, and that's how you know, the Atacama alien was first acquired from the. Acquired, but then it, I think we have the further part? audio too. The audio continues. Sir, uh, hi, hi there. What I'm can a, I do for you? Very quiet. What can I to speak up? I cannot hear you. What, I'm what a private. I'm a private collector from Spain. Okay, yeah. You want Pepsi? And I've heard. You want Pepsi? Well, yeah, yeah, I'd love a Pepsi actually. Mohammed, uh, what? Get this man! Get this man a Pepsi right now! Yell him she! Come on! I told you get his own damn Pepsi. He's got Perka. You have a Pepsi, sir. Yeah, sir, along with the Pepsi, I've heard you've acquired a certain relic or antiquity oh, yeah, that I'd be baby, very huh? yes. You come for a pickle I, baby, huh? Yeah, you like a pickle baby. Well, the the alien. Alien? Yeah, oh, not a pickle baby. You know, pickle baby. El alien. We have an alien for sure. You want to see? Yes. You want to I'd, see that? I would Mohammed, be very. Grab the pickle jar with the baby. Pickle You're baby. not a pickle baby. Grab pickle. it. Yell at him. She tell her Pickle baby coming. Walla, 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 walla. Alien. Don't worry, pickle baby. Sir, sir, I would be very interested in acquiring well, we'll this alien from you. It's very special. My pickle baby, I'm an alien. Very special to me. Okay. It's very special. But today, you're lucky because. It's going to, I'm telling you right now, you're a crook. You're a, you're a crook. You steal from me. You're coming to my place. You're stealing my, I'm going to give it to you today. Number one, good only. It's the only good price today. <laughs> you're stealing to me, but you have nice face. So I'll give you a number one good price. Name your price, sir. 100,000. I'll take it. Mohammed, get the, grab a pickle baby, wrap him up, put it, wrap and make a nice, get this man. Do you, wanna, do you want him in a jar? Yeah, put it in the jar. Jar. Uh, sir, I'm sorry. You still have to pay for the Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> 99,999. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable that you would find something that looks like this and just you would just offload it for 64 fucking dollars. That's it's, crazy to me. It's, Oscar, I think Oscar had a fucking habit, dude. Oscar's yeah, got like, yeah. Oscar's yeah. needing to get a fix real quick. I think Oscar was. The scene is just like Indiana Jones. You're waiting for this guy to come out, and he's about to fight a guy who's just wheeling a fucking sh shimitar, and then he just shoots him. That's what I'm waiting yeah. for here. That's the next scene yeah. right now. <laughs> it's it, it blows my mind 
that you would find this. And the, the thing about this area, area in Lenoria is like a lot of people in Chile, because all this, this whole area is all abandoned. All these mining towns and communities like around are abandoned. And, you know, there's, there's talk of specters and shadow people and ghosts. And there's all these local dude, legends. Dude, zombies. And yeah, zombies. That's the biggest thing. They, they talk about the fucking zombies in this place. And oddly enough too, like this, 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 the pickle baby was found <laughs> like right next to an old abandoned church. <laughs> we should change the name of this. It's pickle baby. To, 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 I'll, know, put it, uh, I'll put it in two thirty. I'll put it in two thirty. Pickle babies. It's a pickle baby. Pickle <laughs> babies. Pickle baby. Um, but you know, so the it. Lots of people didn't go into this area because they were worried about, you know, you know, spirits and zombies. Pe people in South America are very superstitious. Um, you know, not just a little stitious, superstitious, superstitious, very so superstitious. It's uh, it's yeah, one of those things on where <laughs> there you know, go. you're going, <laughs> go babies, in you're going. Hole. This person is goes and he's basically grave robbing. Right, that's what he's doing. He's digging in churches and cemeteries, and he's he's obviously looking for, you know, buried jewels and gems or whatever, or or jewelry that's buried with people. That's like let's let's be realistic here. That's what you're looking for, right? And you find this thing that looks. You're just like you look, and you're just like, holy fuck, what the fuck is this? And then to go and be like, oh yeah, hey, what do you, you're like? You know, what do you got? What do you got in the register? <laughs> <laughs> 64 done here you go i to me i'm like it just it, that part of the story right away i'm like what like just looking at this thing i would pay 70 dollars like without it we, we each paid 30 dollars to go watch go look at the minnesota Iceman. so yeah yeah so it's true <laughs> so they find this thing it changes hands we've talked about it ends up in a movie serious and they do some testing on it so what's uh where's the story go from here so uh, the, the 2000 documentary Sirius uh, covers a lot of the discovery and, and um, things like studies have been done on the, the, the now I'm going to say pickle baby. Like, <laughs> stuck in my head. The Atacama alien uh, have been performed since then. But like back then, like we said, the skeleton was in the possession of this, this uh, private collector in Spain, which I don't think was ever, has ever really been named about no. who had this. I don't know you would want anybody to know your name if you're collecting you know, you had a whole collection of pickle babies. Pickle babies, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Stephen, just, Stephen Greer, ton, everybody's tons, favorite. He just got a whole uh, room desert. of jars. <laughs> everybody's favorite, favorite uh, desert ufologist and government insider, Stephen You've got Greer. the, you have the beanie baby. Everybody have a beanie baby. I have a pickle baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, prior to the release of the movie, like during the production. <laughs> Stephen Greer flew down there and he's like, I'd like to see it. And he pulls out his Lexus keychain. He's like, unscrews the tie. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, they actually started work on this, uh, like they started a study in 2012 uh, where Gary P. Nolan, who is an immunologist at Stanford University and became lead researcher on the project, like I, he had heard about this, uh, the production of this, this, this documentary and got in contact with the, I believe he got in contact with the director, uh, Amar Deep Kalika, and set up a uh, or, or at least like requested to be able to do DNA, perform DNA testing on this, uh, on this fetus or whatever, the, the skeleton itself, the remains. Uh, so uh, no one reached out to them and uh, offered to, you know, sequence the DNA, kind of figure out what, what this thing is, since it's a, you know, an extreme curiosity. And uh, the skeleton's owner, which at the time was the, um, 
uh, was the Spanish collector, apparently uh, sent Nolan X-ray images and actual bone marrow samples, which I think was like he said was like a cubic millimeter of enough for DNA or something. Well, Greer. Greer actually travels there, right? And the, he he collects the samples himself. Like he's there for the X-rays. Uh, if you watch the documentary, and they're there, like it's it's funny because the whole movie's subtitled, and anytime someone speaks Spanish, they just go speaking in Spanish. And I'm oh, like, wow. Well, I'm sure you can subtitle it, right? I'm sure you could have figured like, what are they saying? Uh, but so it shows them doing the X-rays and stuff, and then Greer and his partner, that's for some reason always dressed up to protect Stephen Greer's life uh, in full body, you know, security armor. What's his, his name? Dragon. Dragon. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Um, they they actually do that and they it shows them, Greer's the one that takes the sample from the skull and, and, and stuff. So he actually does it. Because when I was first reading this, I was like, well, how do they know they even got an actual sample from this thing sent to Gary? And then when you see Stephen Greer actually handling it, you're like, okay, so there was a little bit of a chain of custody of the sample like right. it's not just like it gets it in a fucking usps fucking envelope right like here too pickle baby sample when well, greer's like a fuck he used to be a trauma surgeon or something like that didn't he he was like yeah like some he, was type a, of legit, he was a legit yeah, doctor. emergency yeah. room or something yeah uh i mean so yeah so he probably had some experience uh you know dealing at least like with uh, his, his with i'll this say this stuff, biological samples and whatnot his hands are very shaky Watching him Ooh. take well, it's been a long time. I mean, right. it, the weight, the holding the weight of the truth on your shoulders for so long. It, well, no. it's funny at the the a large portion of that documentary is talking about, uh, you know, the dead man's trigger and the, you know how you know there's threats on lives and you know they've got a cache of information that's ready to be released. And I'm like, well, wouldn't you just put if you have this such good information that can't get out, wouldn't you put that in the documentary? But hey, you know, I'm just a <laughs> humble person if, that paid two ninety nine. Well, you to can watch direct it. your own. Documentary. Yes. He's saving it. He's saving it for the perfect time. The perfect. Just uh, and just so everyone knows, big media. Uh, I have a cache of a bunch of information that's ready to go out at any moment. If anything were to befall me, a lot of information to go out. Not relevant to anything. <laughs> uh, so uh, once Nolan received the samples, uh, he performed an initial analysis, and he said that the initial analysis suggested that uh, this this. This skeleton, which they had named Atta after Atacama, where it had been discovered at wow, this point, yeah. um, fitting, were actually human. With uh, yeah, surprise, surprise, and then but their first, but the, the estimated age uh, with the bone age, what he had was the age of six to eight years at what? the time of death, which is a six inches tall. Insanity, six inches. Like, because with the size of this, like, six inches tall, like, if we were to kind of guesstimate, let's say, like, that's that that is about the size of like a fifteen week week old um, fetus, right? Like, that's that's maybe, yeah, right. And to now, say that this thing has lived six to eight years after being prematurely born after fucking so its bones were like fifteen as, weeks, like, as dense as like a six to eight or something. Or well, how do they? What are the, the big tail of tail, right, is like we have what's called like the epicele plates, right? Which are basically like our growth growth plates. Sure. Right. So that's how we can measure um bone age and a lot of joints and stuff like that. And this this kid was already at the point of advancement of a six to eight year old. He's six inches tall or 
they are six inches Just, tall, whoever this yeah. little bean is. In an interview with BBC News, Nolan apparently was quoted saying, there was proportionate maturation of the bones, making the body look more mature despite the fact that the specimen was itself small. This discrepancy drove much of the research, so we believe that one or more of the mutated genes was responsible for this. If that's a mutated gene, that's got to be like a super rare mutation to have like a well, that accelerated bone growth. It's a novella mutation, right? Because this is one, these are mutations that people have never seen. Like that's not the only one, right? The bone right. age is not the only mutation that, that you've seen. Like I, where is it? I think it was 64, gene- this, 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 you know, pickle baby carried 64 genetic mutations. Yeah. Wow. It's, Some it's, of which have never been seen. It was, yeah, it's an extreme curiosity like before even though it wasn't determined to be an extraterrestrial the mutations that they had seen in the skeleton in the genome of this uh what they managed to when they managed to reconstruct the actual most of the genome uh you know they discovered that it was a female it had been female uh they said that it was uh they could at least tell or seem to be able to tell that it was a, a, a related to indigenous chileans um oh they did some 23 and me or whatever Absolutely. Yeah, they but yeah, yeah, basically. And then they said, but she also had haplogroups yeah, and had substantial amount of European ancestry. So that probably would have been just any kind of mix. Well, that would have been any kind of mix, like uh, Chilean, most Chileans, I think, you know, how Mexicans would, you would, most Mexicans now have European ancestry right, since right, right. a mix of between the indigenous population and Europeans when they came over here. So that wouldn't be too surprising, like to me, to find that in, out. But in the documentary, one thing I thought was weird uh, in the documentary, there's two things, and this struck me as odd, so I watched it. I watched it back twice. Uh, one thing Gary says is he goes, you know, with these genetic mutations, what th- whatever this is is a one of a kind. We've never seen it before. Mm. Like th- th- that, right. that's fact. One of a kind. We don't. We have no idea. The second thing that I thought is, I watched it because everything that I was reading said, yeah, Ada was a girl. Ada was a girl. Ada was a girl. In serious, midway through, Gary goes, this is, we have this genome and, and it, we can say without a doubt it was a male. And I went, everything I read said it was a female. And I'm like, what? And so I'm like, in this documentary, he says it was a male. And I was like, what the fuck? What? Everything I read said female. I was so thrown off by that. <laughs> uh, maybe he misspoke. I'm not sure. But yeah, that's yeah. weird. Um, but that isn't the end of the whole story. So that was the original. Well, this was the, like I said, this is the initial assessment. But well, and, the, and he, the, the thing with that, but I just want to touch on really quick, Dan, is that Gary doing this, like he, he's a, he was a pretty well-respected guy. Shit on. Absolutely shit mm, on by his yeah. peers for working with this documentary. Just right. But, he, and he was just like, as a scientist, was very intrigued of yeah. what this thing was. He just wanted. He, to he, I thought was pretty. Yeah, I thought it was pretty he, shitty that everybody was kind of piling well, on him. I, he doesn't say things, anything one way or another. No, I think he's pretty interested in this field though, because like, doesn't he currently works with uh, to the Stars Academy? Right, right. Like he's into this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he seemed genuinely interested, and I mean, <laughs> to see this thing, and but I think there there were other there are other scientists that they talked to, um, other peers that they talked to um, that said that you know it's it's. It, this is a genuinely strange, like this is a generally strange case and anybody would be interested in just looking at it because why not? Like if it's, if it's something that's weird, dude, like just uh, from we the, have the resources. Just like, from the medical, like the so many like mutations, just from that alone, forget ET 
alien anything. Just like if you found that and it had that many mutations, that it, it should like spark like massive interest in the field, you would think. Yeah. And I, like some of them, I think some people kind of misconstrue a couple of things. Like there's one there. So anyway, so like there was a 2018 study that was done and this got brought into the mix and it was basically, it was published in July of 18th of that year in the International Journal of Paleopathology. And so an international team of experts called into question the methods and the conclusions that uh, Nolan and his team had come to uh, during their first research. But I mean, it's, I, it's hard to, it's hard to get on his ass about it too, because he brought like one of the things Nolan was open about right from the beginning is he's like, I brought in experts, other experts. Like he brought in a, a developmental pathologist to come take a look at this. And we watched him in that fucking, we watched the de developmental pathologist stand in front of a fucking, you know, I, 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 a, a fucking group of his peers and be like, this is fucking crazy. Mm. Way more eloquently than I said it, but he's like, <laughs> we've never seen anything about like this before. This is fucking nuts. Like, even if, like, we know that this is human, but like, there's still that 8% or 9% of DNA that's unaccounted for. And we've never seen anything like this before. It's fucking crazy. And this, like, I don't know. Some people would take this paper. You're like, if you read this paper, um, some people would kind of be like, oh, these people are like, there's, they're shitting all over Nolan, you know, they're, they're, you know, all of his research and stuff. They're just saying, Hey buddy, like you effed up like, and all this, but I still believe that this is really just a, uh, like, this is just a product of the peer review process. Like if you read the paper, they're not like combative. They're not like what, uh, they're not telling him he's exactly wrong, but they're saying that these, the, the things that you found, um, they said that they studied the, in their, uh, you know, in their expertise under their, uh, you know, observations and study of the the genome, they suggested that there was no evidence for skeletal anomalies and that the mummy's bizarre features of what it looks like could have possibly been um, a, like a process, like they, it could have been happened by geological and birth processes. Like the, you know, this is something natural that, that, that the def deformation of the head could have happened during birth. Um, the, the way that the skeleton looks like those things could have happened if it were like where we were buried in a very, you know, one of these places, like a very underground dry place like this, it wouldn't be impossible for this to what do. About so the they ribs? kind of, so I, I, they didn't. I don't think they mentioned everything about the rib, but they're How saying convenient. that just the, well, the, the cranium, the superficial so, stuff, the cranium stuff. If it was like a full size <clears throat> baby, yes, it would be deformed. But because, it's only six inches. Because I, yeah, I watched my daughter be born, and her head went straight up and then to the left, like it was like a cone, a cone, a right. crooked cone. And I was like to the doctor, "When does that go away?" She's like, "Oh, by tomorrow." And I was like, "And sure enough, <laughs> it just like kind of just fell back down, and it was fine." That's very malleable. It's super so, weird. So that's though. what's <laughs> that's at least kind of one of the things I think the general consensus that kind of changed from the first initial study in 2012 to like, again, they, they've been studying this thing. Like people have been looking at the, the, the data and the, the results of the research for, you know, six years after the fact of this study. And so people have been looking at, which I think is, is neat because people have been inter generally interested. So they've been looking at it. And so, um, again, this one 2018 study that people cite as kind of like, uh, either, you know, is criticizing or criticism, which I think are, you know, they could be, uh, uh, their valid criticisms being like, you know, they thought that perhaps that they were uh, the conclusions that they came to in the initial one were uh, based on mis misunderstanding of fetal development. Like Zell said, like, it's very possible that, you know, the head just, it did get whacked out like that. And then so at the small. end of the 2000, 
Right. And when they originally said that, it was like... Just to interject there too, right? Like the reason why baby Zell's head was shaped like a cone is due to the birth going having to go through the birthing canal this thing's six inches long you could that thing could slide the fuck out yeah it was a my daughter right? was like it's a watermelon through a donut hole and this thing would have been just like a just it would have just came right out you know yeah you would think one thing that does answer for me is they're, they're like oh i had like the teeth and like so if like you if the gum because some babies are born with some teeth I was born with teeth. So, so there, was my son. There are teeth, like they're not like obviously not protruding through the gums on most cases, but sometimes they are. So they're probably in there. So if the gums retreat and like, you know, decay, I could see the teeth like being preserved. So in that way, maybe. I feel like you've got you've got experts that are coming in to you know, analyze this fucking specimen. You don't think somebody like especially the developmental pathologist, that's what he deals with. It, he wouldn't be like him. Hey, listen, this this does you know this looks like a normal fetus at this 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 in the this weeks. That being said, like we don't have any explanation for the bone maturation, right? But that and that's the one of the kind of things I think they said that because I was reading different reports like, and like through, maybe? As, well, I think they said that they um they kind of reassessed the age of the thing because it originally went from like six to five years is what they they estimated the the age of the fetus to probably be or that, that skeleton. They, they said it could have been six to five years. And then when they went back, they said that this thing could have been, you know, it was very close to being uh, like pre-birth or shortly after birth. Like there's no way this thing could have survived well, with the amount I of, mean, just looking at it, you can just yeah. go like, there, there's no way this thing was an eight-year-old. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no. Unless it's a hybrid. Right. Right. Hybrid. What do we know about hybrids? Nothing. <clears throat> that was one Nothing. of the first thoughts I had is I, you know, like the thing about Chile and, and, you know, a lot of these South American dude, countries Chile's is a like, hub for UFOs. Dude, hu- such a hub for UFOs and abduction stories that my thing was, I'm like, okay, so let's, let's, you know, if, if there was some sort of ET race out there, um, trying to do a hybridization program, right? Where they were trying to make hybrids. Maybe this is one of the ones that failed. Okay, okay. Check this out. Checking. So maybe it is a hybrid of sorts, but if we're going to go back, and this is, again, I talk about my favorite theory all the time. Let's bring it back to Dr. Michael Masters. So, this is the reason why it's human because it is a human. It's just a fucking human from the future. A tiny human. Right, that has developed the uh, nietni, right? So maybe at some point we've developed, you know, a shorter gestation period. Let's say because maybe the head grows too large, and that's why that head was a little bit misshapen because the head's going to be big, too big, and it gets, you know, it develops past a certain point where you won't be able to deliver that baby naturally. Right? Maybe, you know, maybe part of that development is like they found a way to rapid the fucking, you know, the maturation of the fetus so the bones look like that of a six to eight year old so it's able to be more fuck it's it's less useless when it's delivered because Whoa. we all know like look at animals that are able to walk when they're born babies wait like we're useless baby chimp comes out grabs onto the mom off it goes boom maybe, maybe right that's part of you know this 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 evolution okay Ooh, okay like all right in that in that case just picture that for a second that this woman who's perhaps been abducted gives birth to this thing that's moving you know what I mean? Like it's living and she's like, whoa, what the, f-? like, what, what is this? Brings it to the church and the father's like, Dios mio. Right. Yeah, it's a fucking di- El Diablo. Right. El Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> buries it. 
Right? He's like, well, what's the stick? This, yeah. the, the Atacama alien, Ada, yeah. it did also have what looked like a skull fracture, like it had been hit. Like it had like a hole oh, in its really? head. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, oh, I didn't know that. Imagine, like, yeah. so it almost looked like. I mean, like, is it a hole or is it like, because it, you know, the, the, the head's. The, the head is just a bunch of fucking plates. It looks like a hole. Time, it, right? looks it looks like, like a, a hole. Bro- it looks like a broken, broken skull. It doesn't oh look like God. it's not formed. It looks broken. It was never said if, I mean, that could have been, could have happened any time in after the death of this yeah. thing. Yeah. It, it's never mentioned if never like, mentioned. trauma had been. No, no. Okay. I don't think trauma. I think it's always, it always been that. It's never mentioned, thing, but not, not, not mentioned either. But that's, this, that's straight theory. Like, <laughs> but like, never then I could out. see, could never you imagine like, I'm just saying, like you, they bring it to the church, and they're like, "We have to. This is you know, Satan, Satan, right?" And it wasn't we a have common to wrap for this thing in cloth and put it in a leather satchel and bury it. Yes, right. Like it's it's it. You know, it's they don't really know the timing. She would know she's pregnant potentially, right? Like she'd be freaking out. Maybe in my right? head. Well, that's it. Like you'd be losing your fucking mind. That being said, even like you know, people went to the church and. A lot of bizarre situations, and maybe she did know she was pregnant. She went there and like delivered this fucking demon baby, and they're like, "We gotta get rid of this thing. This is a pickle not baby. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, a demon. We don't know how like bad it was. Or maybe, and go ahead, Dan. Perhaps they left it uh, as some has you know in the past. Probably they abandoned it somewhere, and it might have just they had left it out in the woods or left it out in the desert somewhere for let Which, nature take its course. And, and then, like, can't the desert kind of mummify you? Yeah. Like, can they climate mummify you? I yeah. mean, they found they found that like a lot of you know, for example, like the Nazca mummies and those things have been found in those those areas. Desert mummies is very yeah, desiccation happens yeah. Well, in com- those environments. It would completely dehydrate you, right? So preserve yeah. preserving you that way. Yeah, it's 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 weird to me that it was at a that like it's found from what I've read and know like and again it's. It's not like we have Oscar to verify this. This is like, this is coming secondhand or stuff. But like all reports are, it's that it comes from like a, a, a area of a church, right? Like that's what I read. So I was kind of like, that kind of lines up for me, like in that theorizing of like, you would, you bring this to the church because you're like, Ooh, so while they found, while they found this one, Atta, the Atacama alien is its become called they found this one completely desiccated and it's you know just skeletal remains there is another case of perhaps Mm -hmm. something similar happening in russia except this time what they found was alive boom and just before we get to that we're going to take a short break grab a beer hold on to your butts we'll be right back because we're going to talk about some dance moves that are (laughs) out of this world (laughs) So now we had the case of Atta, the Atacama, uh, the desiccated remains that are found there. But like I said, just before the break, uh, there is perhaps a more uh, lively example of this either perhaps some type of people have alleged that this was another hybrid creature that was found in the summer of 1996 in a small Ural uh, region city of Kishtam Dude, uh, and in if, Russia. If Dan saying Ural... Spark something in you. That's because one, uh, the Ural Mountains is where Dyatlov Pass happened. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. So that's why. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, man, that whole fucking region. Something's up there. What's going on there, man? Um, so yeah, so Kishtim, the the city of or the town, really, it's like a small town. It's maybe like thirty, like maybe thirty thousand people live there. 
um, is about a seventeen hundred, a little over seventeen hundred kilometers east of Moscow. And if you are even, fam- you might not know this, but apparently I didn't know this until I actually looked at the city. But Kishtum is actually the name, or what is uh, the commonly known name of the second most disastrous nuclear uh, nuclear meltdown uh, accident. Mm. So yeah. Chernobyl in, too. In terms of release of radioactive material, apparently like one of the um, like one of the places there like had a really bad meltdown, and then like yeah, you can look it up like Kishtum disaster, and it is a interesting like next to Chernobyl, right after Chernobyl, like this was the second largest. And this disaster. is why people don't want nuclear power, even though it could save us from all of <laughs> all of the fossil fuel problems, is because a few bad well, meltdowns. If you, hey, hey, listen, if you listen to Stephen Greer, it's. We we have even better technology, but it's Free nuclear, energy. coal, and gas that are you know it's six billion dollar industry, and they'll kill to keep it. Free energy, baby. They do anything to shut. Well, it you got to have caches of information ready to release if you die. <laughs> so apparently, in 1996, a retired woman by the name of Tamara Prosperina. Uh, was walking down the street. Uh, well, apparently she had been spotted walking down the street with something covered in a blanket and had been uh, local villagers had seen her like talking to it, thinking that it was uh, some type of, uh, it could have been a, you know, they thought it was a, they didn't take it as anything unusual because it seemed to be wrapped up in about the size of hey, an infant or a pet or something like that. Turns out Tamara um, actually had Voldemort. <laughs> Um, so Tamara's daughter-in-law, who's also named named Tamara and they refer to her in, um, at least the one of the documentaries that I watched, there was a short little, uh, kind of clip from, uh, Quest TV, which I think is like a British, it's kind of a British, uh, owned, it's, it's, I think it's part of Discovery, like it's part of like Discovery, um, but well, they it's had Disney, a, so they own everything. They so own everything. Surprise me. Yep. Do they own Discovery? I think probably, so. Something probably. Right. I'm pretty sure. Um, At this point, I just go, yeah, they probably own. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I know Discovery. I think Discovery just bought like Warner Brothers or something. They did. There's a big, yeah. yeah there's a big acquisition. But I think Discovery. I did. I never realized that Discovery is as big as it is. Like Discovery Network. Oh, then maybe it doesn't. Because then if Discovery bought. Warner Brothers, then it would be another. yeah. Because if, if Disney owned Discovery, you'd, there'd be a Shark Week ride, and there's yeah. no Shark Week. No, ride. there's it's no Shark Week ride. Discovery is owned by Advanced <laughs> Publications Incorporated, which is probably just a big old. It's a big old yeah. corporation owns okay. a bunch of shit. Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they refer to her in the in the documentary or the the the, the video clip as a, a Tamara Junior, which I thought was interesting. But anyways, uh, she told the story that her her mother in law had had been, I guess, walking through the woods near her house, like getting out, getting out, getting some you know fresh air, or you know as as you normally do, I suppose, in a, a village of thirty thousand people. And she had heard a type of uh, like a mewling sound. And then what does when that she, sound like, uh, Dan? Dan, give us a <laughs> mule. <laughs> Like that, that, that kind of sound, I suppose. Like that's wow. that's what they make it sound. You should like. just Anyways, add fully work to your resume, <laughs> Dan. Um, Dan, Maester, educator, Mueller, Mueller, fully artist, <laughs> Mueller, <laughs> Mueller. Uh, so when she finally located the the source of this sound, apparently there was this living creature that looked very much like a, a, a looked like a, a some type of infant. But it wasn't human, is what uh, Tamara's da- Tamara Junior claimed, um, which she said she was one of the first people to actually see what um, 
what Tamara Senior had been carrying around in that in that cloth wrapped in that cloth. Yeah, swaddled. It, there are very, there are various number of reports like of people who you know reading one article uh, from one of the a Russian kind of blog outlet or whatever that had a, a little bit a couple uh, blurbs about the people who had seen it and the reports of like descriptions of this what they what they came to be known as the the Kishtim dwarf and it was a uh, like people said that it had like uh, you know clawed fingers people some people said it was covered with hair some people uh said it was completely hairless some people said that yeah. it had very large eyes like it's it but the main consensus that you get from most of these or the main impression that you get from most of these is like this thing wasn't human or at least not all the way human oh fuck so but tomorrow again senior began to take care of this uh of this creature uh which she came to name Alishenka. And um, she was feeding, like, apparently she had been feeding it uh, cottage cheese and um, and condensed milk. Ugh. is what she had been uh, feeding it, um, trying well, to take care of it. probably lactose intolerance. going to kill it. So she just finds this creature and just starts taking care of it. Just brought it home and started taking fucking, care of it. Like almost like a little fairy size, right? A little. Is, how big is it? The same as the Ada, as Ada, six inches. I think it's. I think it is probably larger, and it was probably about. Um, I think it was larger than six inches. Like it was probably about the size of like a premature, uh, a premature. So slightly horn, bigger than Ada, maybe. not by probably. much. Yeah, it's, I mean, there to to today. Does uh, anything gross you guys out as it. much as the word cottage cheese? It's not much, honestly. (laughs) Honestly, I like, and I and I'll eat like I've. There's a couple couple recipes that I make that call for cottage cheese and put it in there. But every time I open it, I go like, "Want me to gross you out? What is it? I can eat a whole tub of cottage cheese. Are you serious? Of course, you're disgusting. Cottage cheese too. You eat so much of it, you're the same color. That's a very (laughs) Eastern European. Thing my uh, relatives love it. I grew up eating cottage Awful. cheese, like just like a fucking dollop, like a fucking dollop, like a big old dollop so of it. Y- just, ow, you're ow, ow. you're telling me right now that if I buy you a little, the next time we're in town, if I buy you uh, a little container of Dairyland cottage cheese, no problem. And I give you a big old spoon. You'll just sit on camera and just. I could eat that. Feed yourself some please. cottage cheese. I would eat, I would eat that container. I put oh. that. That's on. That's with. Potato salad nope. and all that other nasty Raw. shit. What's, what's, what's wrong with potato salad? Yeah, all right, okay. Let's not get <laughs> crazy. Potato, potato salad's, salad's fine. Potato right. salad's great. Egg salad, no. You can have that red skin potato salad. Right, egg That's salad. Fine. I put cottage Rosemary cheese in the same salad. realm of egg, egg salad. Hey, if your salad doesn't have lettuce in it, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> all right? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it right goddamn right now. I'll, okay. I'll agree. It's a, it's a spread at that or, point. Or like chicken salad. That's a spread. Th- throw me a, a half liter tub of cottage cheese and a one kilogram bag of McCormick's candy bananas, and I got myself a great old meal right there. I fucking regurgitated a little bit. <laughs> Just the sound of that threw up in mix. his mouth a little bit right there. <laughs> but basically, this is what the uh, what Alashenko was he. So she was yeah, on the Zell diet. Yeah, Zell that was diet. the pri- yeah, primarily on the Zell diet. Uh, now before the. Tamara Juniors got to look into this further. Like she, she didn't know what this thing was. I mean, she was pretty sure she had the impression that this thing wasn't human. Apparently, uh, Tamara Senior fell ill and had to be put into a hospital. Now, when they took her to the hospital, uh, apparently she left the baby in the flat and at her flat, and she she tried to tell the doctors that she had left this thing at home 
But they figured, um, you know, they had assumed at that point, like she was suffering from some type of mental health problem. Um, and so they, they didn't believe her. So no one went to go check on Alashenko. Uh, and so when uh, eventually Tamara Sr. got a hold of Tamara Jr. Uh, to, to go check on the, uh, you know, on the, on the Kishim Dwarf, then by the time she reached there, uh, Tamara Jr. said this this baby had already was already deceased. Passed. Like so, she left there. D- just out of curiosity, like, does, did anybody else see this thing living, or is it just Tamara? So there's tom- there's re- there's a couple of reports that I found that the pretty much the only people who saw it living were kind of either people who are already dead. Uh, you know, there was two of them that I think were, went on record talking about what the, like I said, where we got the descriptions of this, this Kishtim dwarf, uh, the, the hair, uh, the, these large eyes, things like this. Uh, and then there was another, like there were two men, I think, I believe, but they, these two men were also, I guess, uh, like locally known drunks, like town drunks. So you kind of have to take a, a so little bit. So she could have been of, just walking around with her lucky fetus. Who knows? And we didn't know if it was alive this entire time. <laughs> but that's, I mean, those are the people who saw it apparently living. But I think Tamara is the only one who saw it like in the actual apartment. Or Tamara I Jr. also I also had, um, when I was reading this, I had a thought because I, I was kind of on the same wavelength as you, Andrew, where I was like, maybe this thing, whatever she found, whatever it had, that looked weird. And all accounts were like, what the fuck is that? Was maybe already dead, but maybe what this whatever relic or preserved thing was was speaking to her telepathically like so she has like some weird idol that's kind of where my brain kind of i was that's where i was kind of spinning i was like maybe this thing wasn't necessarily speaking or alive but she was hearing it like whatever and that's what made her look crazy yeah because she was talking to herself people yeah. like this chick's crazy yeah hmm. so now uh in possession of the as far as the chain of custody as the remains come. So you, you still have a chance to examine this, uh, the body or the remains of this, this creature. And so one of the pe- one of the first people who became really interested in this was a, a, a police detective by the name of Vladimir Bendlin, who Ooh. apparently is known by some newspapers. Uh, they, they called him the Fox Mulder of the Urals. <laughs> That's great. And Fox so Mulder. in his investigation, <laughs> yeah. Huh. I mean, yeah, and they, um, like he investigated the remains and by taking them to a local pathologist, um, and this local pathologist said that Alashenko wasn't human. And then apparently they got another, uh, another doctor, a gynecologist to weigh in and say that it was just a child with terrible deformation. So you have kind of two dueling, uh, kind of theories or you know assessments by both of the these thing doctors. is the thing is that like at a glance if you're just like looking like i think that's always an easy it's easy to go that route you know what i mean when you have doing dueling theories it's easy for someone to be like no it's, it's, it has to be this just deformities that's it's just right so what and, it has from to those be. yeah from those just going off of that you know the assessment of it like there there are video and there is and there is pictures that survive of the Kishim Dwarf. If you look it up, like the, there are pictures from, you know, the the media had kind of got a hold of it. And so there were some, you know, uh, news news reporters, um, documentaries that, that managed to get this. But as for the remains themselves, uh, you know, a, a ufologist 
by the name of Boris Zolotov, uh, Zolotov. A, a kind of well known within the, I guess, I, well known within the UFO circle, UFOlogist hey, circles is, of Russia. Guys, legit. This guy's well known everywhere, man. And they call him the Zolotov cocktail. His <laughs> dance moves are so hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, he. Uh, he offered his services uh, to to help get answers as to what this was. So he was um, he offered Bendlin to to take the remains off his hands and then take it for DNA testing uh, in uh, in Moscow. Now, uh, after retrieving the body, Boris reported that him and his assistant, uh, while driving, you know, away from you know taking the uh, taking the remains to go be tested for DNA, apparently a, you know, these are his own words. Like if you look in, um, uh, again, this is off of this one video clip, but they had him actually interviewing him and saying that it, a UFO, a UFO, you know, full on spinning lights, some type of a floating object landed in front of his vehicle. Uh, they, they stopped the vehicle and the occupants took the body of Alashenka. Like they they took it from him, and then I mean that's pretty much that's as far as his description kind of goes. Um, in, in other interviews, he goes a little bit, but it, it, he's kind of vague on how they took him. But they said that it, it these these beings came down and took the body and returned it to the sky. They just dropped out of the sky in a UFO. Mm-hmm. Took it from that's him. according to Boris Zolotov. So, so it was a fucking hybrid. <laughs> we said it before. Same as the Ada. So, and I mean, I guess you would have to go ahead and take Zolotov at his words, since he is he's deeply uh, he's deeply entrenched in the UFO world. Because for a uh, you know a small apparently he was in a there's a pretty great interview um, unbelievable. That, uh, I just posted that, the link <laughs> that <laughs> a local reporter um, or that's like a reporter from Moscow was sent to go interview him on the topic of Alashenka, and I think this was in. Um, what was that? 2000, it's rather recently, maybe 2013 or something about then. Um, it was, he went to go interview him at, uh, apparently Zolotov was holding some type of uh, a retreat of some sort, uh, a beach retreat. So, you know, that's nice. Uh, Always and good he time. was there with about, um, I think they estimated probably about a hundred people and they were charging about 10 euros. You know, for 10 euros, you could come down there and, and talk to Zolotov about his experiences. And you, um, hang, you hang out with him. Like you, you yeah. hang out with him. He's somewhat like, honestly, I don't want to, I want to use, uh, let's see, he's running some sort of weird cult going on. <laughs> oh yeah. Listen, as soon as I read this, I'm like, this has spinning and sinning written all over <laughs> it. Oh yeah. I mean, he was rocking that Spaz speedo. Putin, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, dude. Like he, you know, he's got naked conga lines like coming out of the out of the water. Uh, you know, he's positioning. He's like the reporters, like, yeah, we had a camera, but like Boris would only let the one, like the people with the nicest butts, be on be in the camera <laughs> shot shots with them. Like he's living his best life. Let's just say that. You know, free. I mean, it sounds people. like a good time. Just don't drink the fucking Kool Aid. Just or drink it. it. I you listen. I would pay ten euros to go to this a day. <laughs> no drink it. You might die. That's the whole analogy there. So during Don't this interview, the reporter specifically <laughs> asked him about the remains of Alashenko, like what happened to them? What are they going? And he says that you know uh, Zolotov was kind enough to kind of respond to the question, but vaguely, being that you know again his his response remaining the same after all these years, being that it was taken. But he had another body that he was willing to show the reporter that was another hybrid of not only alien and human DNA, but 
dolphin DNA. Get out. What? Flipper. Flipper to be specific. We got do we got a best of both worlds situation going on here? <laughs> best of all worlds. Best of, best all, of all three worlds. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it, the article kind of goes on to talk about again the the experiences and the the what's going on during this. The reporter was lucky enough to to be offered, you know, uh, was Zolotov was gracious enough to let him stay without having to pay the 10 euro fee and kind of uh, participate in all the activities that they had during the thing. Maybe he thought it was good PR or maybe to get the word out. I'm not sure. Um, and, uh, you know, when he took him to go see the, uh, the, the remains of this alien human dolphin hybrid, uh, I, apparently it was just like in a, in a spot, I guess, that it had been buried uh, near the shore or something like that. And when uh, when they opened it up, uh, you know, uh, I think Zolotov uh, t- prompted the reporter to kind of reach out t- somewhat, you know, reach out with your feelings, I guess, to reveal this thing. Uh, because there was nothing there, uh, according to the reporter. There, there was nothing there. But Zolotov um, was adamant that there was... It was. It had been here, or it was there, and that you it just have yeah it wouldn't to, reveal itself. It wouldn't reveal itself. Yeah, because you guys him. didn't watch the instructional video first. <laughs> this is true. Zolotov did offer the explanation that perhaps it was a, a matter of not observing the proper rituals. Um, they, you know, the, the reporter said he had kind of declined to watch a uh, a long documentary produced by Zolotov, I suppose, about this uh, the. Uh, I would love to get my hands on it. I would watch it entirely. (laughs) It has to be better than Serious by Stephen Greer. I'd pay 30 Uh, bucks. I'd pay the same as we paid for the Minnesota Iceman. There's a a great bit in the article where the the reporter's describing what I can only imagine in my head is uh, a bunch of women twerking uh, (laughs) to where Boris uh, leans over and goes, do you see what is... I got to pull the quote. He goes, he pulls the reporter in and he goes, do you see those movements? Those are not earthly movements. <laughs> Basically it. saying is those dance moves are out of this world, baby. They're fire. Yeah, because I think he claims Molotov that a couple of the uh, the couple of the participants are 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 hybrids. Like he says that some of the people are hybrids or yes. something like that. Uh, like on the second day or something, the reporter said that he was, uh, you know, when he arrived with uh, him and his like crew, I guess there was like two other people with him. Um, it was him and the cameraman, I believe. And they said that um, they were trying hard uh, to trying to keep their composure as they were somewhat, they were approached by what seemed at first, probably you could probably be like, uh, you know, these human beings with these long... <laughs> these elongated uh, skull caps of some sort, but they were actually, I guess, some of the people that either had been hired by Zolotov to kind of... Uh, yeah, they're wearing, uh, they're wearing, they're wearing fucking green aliens. alien morph suits and blue <laughs> and alien blue morph latex, suits. Blue latex, like full body suits with... <laughs> Dancing around. Like body paints. aliens. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Seems like it. <laughs> I mean... Nothing wrong with that. Pretty wild. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, maybe they were portraying, you know, their... Uh, this was the uh, their portrayal of the extraterrestrial hybrids that they, you know, maybe it was their extraterrestrial selves. I'm not. There wasn't a full on explanation as to as to why this was going on. But the reporter uh, said that he didn't get to see the uh, the dolphin human hybrid or dolphin human alien hybrid this time. So were any were any of like these aliens these ET little 
creatures send off for any testing or did they any get any results? Like we got at least from Ada, we got results that seemed to, you know, flabbergast some people and some people said like, oh no, it's natural. But at least there was like an interest, like a really a real scientific interest in that's Ada. So later on be because they, well, they didn't have any it there wasn't Russia, any yeah. um until recently, I think it was a might have been two thousand 18, can't sure, I'm not sure, quite sure about the year, but um, after the kind of the, they, they lost the actual remains, the primary remains of Alashenka, a, a Russian reporter stepped forward to claim that he had been contacted by a local woman who said she, that she was in possession of the uh, the cloth that Tamara Sr. had been used to wrap Alashenka. So um, when he brought it to the daughter, when he got his hands on it, he brought it to the daughter-in-law to positively, positively identify the cloth. And she said, yes, this is the one that, you know, this this seems to be the one that my mother-in-law was using to wrap uh, the child. And uh, so this cloth ended up being taken to a Moscow lab uh, that isn't necessarily named uh, for DNA testing. And after these tests, Two DNA traces were detected on the cloth. Mm. Uh, this is according to this this Quest TV video clip, and they said that one was definitely female, and the other was unknown, unknown to, science. to science. That's all it said. Unknown to science. Uh, there, there's that's no, all uh, we need. Unknown oh, to but science. That's, that's but that's a weird <laughs> one too, because like when I was looking at this, I was like, okay, well. In my head, when I was trying to think of like, why the fuck would you would you keep like you know a cloth or handkerchief that you know you saw this woman carry this thing in? And there's two reasons. It's like one, it's emotional you, attachment. Well, one you yeah, one you're like you're either like you're like full of shit and you're like okay, I'm just gonna try to sell this as like for hype, or the other is that you saw this thing and it's like it it was so mind-boggling to you that you like you you needed to keep a piece of what you saw because it was so moving i, I was like that's the only reason I was like why else would you hold on to this thing like you know what i mean like i could but if like if if you know what i mean like if i saw someone holding a baby alien with a cloth and then that cloth was discarded i'd be like well, i'm keeping that fucking cloth that fucking alien was in that that thing i saw like that's the only reason where i could think of why i would keep a cloth Oh, is her adopted brother Alashank? Yeah, I'd be going to the cantina and selling that as a rare artifact. That's what I would be doing. <laughs> That's true. You might even be able to get 64 bucks yeah, for it. And a Pepsi. And a Pepsi. Wild. And a Pepsi. And a Pepsi. But you got to pay for the Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the thing about these things is, is I'm like, you know, we hear so much about like hybridization programs and stuff and like, um, you know, of, of ET species of, of that kind of thing. So like, to me, when I look at the Ada alien, that's where, like, we're, when we're going the alien route, like, that's where I think I'm like, I think that's early evidence of a hybridization program that's not, like, the, those are tests. Like, obviously, it's not going to be perfect the first time. Like, obviously, they're having to, you know, figure things out if they're doing a hybridization program. So maybe these kind of things that we're seeing were these these unknown to science, you know, Ada and Alashenko uh, are early hybridization programs that just didn't work. They just didn't take. Or, yeah, or just maybe some have taken and, make, you know, it's not 100%, so some take and some do not. I mean, it, yeah. it's going to depend on the host. On the right? host, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we've heard stories, you know, how many times have we read a, about a story about, you know, a, a sexy encounter and then um, someone being impregnated with a, a hybrid, but then they coming back and taking the hybrid. 
So what if these are like premature births of a of a hybrid that where the alien species hadn't had the opportunity to come back yet to retrieve the 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 fetus, right? Or or whatever. Because we we've heard other stories about these kind of things where it's like, and then they'll come back and visit with the child, like as it's growing up, and they're like, oh, I I saw the offspring, the hybrids in the in the spaceship. Right. So maybe it's something like that where it's like they just it was, you know, a, a premature birth or something, but part of the hybridization program. I mean, that would be on this show, that would be one of the leading theories. I mean, it's just, it, the, the ADA one is really strange because it did spark like massive scientific interest, even though in the end, nothing was truly concluded. There's still pe- people are like, Oh, there's all these anomalies. But it is, it is a still a scientific, sorry, it still is a scientific curiosity. curiosity like they, they said exactly. that um, a lot of the scientists who looked at it, especially when they, um, you know, they still were able to identify some sort of mutated genes that they had never seen before. And then there, there were, um, I think some of the conclusions they kind of put forth is that perhaps this knowledge uh, would be, um, be able to be applied, especially with, you know, we just, we mapped the entire human genome just recently, like we just celebrated that, like just uh, in the news and whatnot, like just um, right the last like few the percent, full, the full yeah. yeah, we had had like what ninety three percent kind of done before, which was the a big last thing. bit, and they did the last bit um, of a, a piece of DNA, unlocking everything, kind of identifying a lot of these things. So they, but they said that the, these mutations, some which they had never identified before or never been kind of fully assessed, that these could probably lead to you know discoveries in other parts of the DNA, like what caused these mutations? Um, what, you know, what, um, if other people pop up with these, if these occur in other humans, like you would be able to be like, we've seen this before. It's just something that's, yeah, it's still kind of interesting. And I'm sure there's, there might be still a couple, there's multiple papers written about this, uh, the, the analysis of the remains of Atta. So it is still kind of an interesting case. And just that. the thing I want to circle back to that I found interesting in the beginning that I mentioned is that the Atacama Desert being so close of a climate to Mars, right? And we hear, we've heard stories about, you know, uh, we've talked about it before and, you know, there's theories that, you know, perhaps Mars was a civilization at one point and the planet destroyed and either, you know, people came from Mars uh, to Earth or whatever. But it, it, there was something when I was reading this where I went, that's a little bit curious that we find this thing that's so strange here um, in the one place on Earth that we say is most like Mars. Mm-hmm. I, I just found that as, as you know, take it. you have to take it with a heavy grain of salt, but it's one of those things where it just kind of st- stood out to me where I was like, that's an interesting little tidbit that it's like we find this one thing that sparks so much UFO alien interest in the one place that we say is exactly like an alien. As close to Mars as we can get on our planet. Yeah. Not to mention, this is the, they they say that like in Chile, that is the place where you're most likely to witness a UFO. Plus they have the Atacama giant as well, which is that face. That's right, yeah. Right, that you can see from space. Right, like there's well, they, a lot and, of weird, and shit they have the around, Atacama right? mummies, which we didn't touch on, but we will in a future case file. Now they seem to have three. And if anybody, three yeah, fingers and anybody, they're weird. Yeah, yeah, those are from those are the Nazca mummies or Nazca, sorry. Probably, yeah, yeah, but yeah, we'll close. talk about those ones. But we do have an earlier connection that if if people, I think we mentioned it in our Chupacabra episode, but in April 2000, after the the Kalama 
predation incident where they had newspapers ran stories about um, uh, cattle mutilations. They said, mm. you know, some reported in like the hundreds. Uh, they say they some Chilean UFO researchers had claimed that the military had found three chupacabra eggs in Chile's right, northern right, Atacama right. Desert. So, um, you know, it's, that was the whole thing that the U.S. government, you know, they accused the, or alleged the U.S. government running like a hybrid program out of, uh, out of the Atacama Desert, some black site in the Atacama Desert. So, Well, that's interesting because maybe like imagine if it's something like where it's like not only are we trying to experiment with hybridizations with humans, but we're also trying to bring back Martian, you know, animal life, right? And we're like, okay, well, it's close. Like, you know, like this basically we think might be like a wolf and you kind of, you know what I mean? You kind of do some Jurassic Park splicing and you're like, oh shit, Chupacabra. Chupacabra. <laughs> right? Uh, we, gotta, we gotta, I mean, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's pretty much the plot that Species. <laughs> Species was a documentary, Dan, is what right, I'm saying. That's what, yeah. That's I think what we're we, saying. We settled that, yeah. yeah. All great sci-fis so, are documentaries. Yeah. Anything with Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley's in that, right? I don't know. That's not, I'm not, I'm not good with my, uh, my, uh, pop culture there but yeah it's a it's a very strange i mean there's a reason that it has stuck around for so long as like a topic in you know ufology and like et studies is this you know it had so many genetic mutations whether those are well they you know super rare or maybe we just we haven't encountered enough to like really document all of these different mutations they have but either way People are still looking at it. You know, it's been years and years now. And people are like, "Oh, the Atacama alien." I mean, that's that's the hybrid. That's that's or, the one. Or as we are, will now refer to from now on as the pickled baby. Pickled baby. Pickled yeah. baby, pickled baby yeah. in a jar. Yeah, it's uh, it was a really fun one to look into because yeah, you, we said right at the start, it always pops up. You see the picture, you hear about mm -hmm. it, you see it everywhere, kind of. And then when you really look into it, like, it actually is super, super weird. And it's not, it's again, there, there will probably be, I mean, we'll probably talk about some other ones, but there are other good cases of this kind of, almost this kind of thing too. We have the Roswell slides, uh, which is kind of similar to this case from 2012. And then the, again, the Nas Kamami is like any of these kinds of strange uh, remains kind of popping up of well, alleged hybrids. You'll always see, this is usually in there. Yeah. The, you know, the, you know what else I'm interested in? The one thing that really sparked my, my interest uh, during this Zolotov. case was. <laughs> Zoltov, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zoltov, was that? Yes, uh, I will go to that retreat any day. But the one thing is this Spanish unnamed private collector who, because I'm like, what else does this guy have? Right. That's what I was interested in. Because I'm like, the Atac like Atacama alien seems like a weird thing to search out. Do you know what I mean? Like, it seems very like you're like, all right, like this seems like you would a pretty niche collection for you to be uh, pluck this out of Chile. I, right away, I was like, like one, how did this guy find? I would love to know how this guy find out about it and acquired it. Uh, well, I, we know how he acquired it; he bartered. But I would love to know how he found out about it, and I would love to know what else this guy, who's that interested in acquiring things like this, has in his private collection. Right, that's what sparked my interest. It belongs in a museum. He's it belongs the in the museum of weird, <laughs> little in a pickle jar right above, <laughs> right above the, the Minnesota, Minnesota Iceman. Ice yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Needs its own exhibit. 
Mm. Yeah, wild case. Really fun. If you haven't, go look it up. Hashtag look it up. Let us know what you think. Look at, Take a peek at that picture and let us know what you think. Let us know what we got wrong on our socials, Instagram, Facebook, the Facebook group, Twitter. Now our new one, TikTok. Your boys are on there. Uh, your boy, your boy, yeah, your boy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not boy, there. there. Hey, you guys will be on there this yeah. Friday, baby. Fuck yeah, that. We'll get on there. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, different app, but yeah, we're on. We're everywhere, everywhere you can find alien theorists. Let us know. Message us. Uh, we want to know your thoughts. All right, all right, all right. Who do we got for theorite of the week? Uh, this week's theorite of the week is none other than Joseph Ashley. First of all, I'm not even going to touch on on the beautiful scenery of the world's largest glory hole that he shared these wonderful pictures of. But look at that fucking shirt he's wearing. Oh, he looks sharp. That's a sharp. Yeah, part. he brought the he brought the mongoose files T-shirt uh, to the world's largest glory hole. Where where exactly is that? I have no idea. It's like it's, <laughs> on, it's at a dam somewhere, right? Yeah, some dam, and it's l- literally named the glory it's hole. Named it's, the gl- it's like a glory hole, but it's a spillover glory hole. <laughs> yeah. Hungry horse, hungry reservoir, hung- hungry horse reservoir. I think I'm zooming as much as I can. Hungry horse reservoir, Montana. Yeah, there you go. Montana. That's where the l- world's largest glory hole is. Yeah, looks that's, like, that's his claim. To, I'm, yeah, that's it's, what they put on the. It's so funny. Like most it. most dams yeah. have like a spillway like around it. This one just has like a giant glory hole. If it gets too full, it just fucking dumps into it. I guess. Uh, awesome. There was a one of the comments at the very top was like, "Glory to all your holes." <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. All right, if you want to be theorite a week, all you gotta do, you know. Something that helps, something that promotes the show in that way. Send us a meme or also a five star review anywhere you can review, review the podcast. Really helps the show. We appreciate it. If you're not supporting the show and you want the early access, the ad free, all the other goodies, you know, you know where to go by now. And if you don't support the boys, come on, what are you doing? Aliantheorist.com yeah. for the small price of a few pickle babies. Come few on. pickle babies yeah. a yeah. month, not a big yeah. deal. Not a come big on. deal. Pretend you're buying a pickle baby a year. Sign up for a year. Sixty-four dollars. <laughs> you want deal. that? You want to get on that pickle baby tier? Sixty-four dollars a year. Come Easy. On. Oh, we gotta add that. Pickle babies. Uh, the for pickle one baby pickle tier. baby a year. Yeah. Let me help your boys out. All right. This week's newest supporters. We got Derek, Manny the Great, Kelly Hendricks, Daniel Clouston, Savannah. Bite Bandit Jack Good one Me off <laughs> Ass Rash Wait I forgot one at the top This is a very important one And it's my bad Because I missed him before We gotta give a big shout out to Some hero from 513 And a big old R.I.P. To his best friend Who just recently passed away To Abella R.I.P. Abella R.I.P. R.I.P. Abella 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 uh, we got $5 per month by Maddie Seastack. $5 per month by Julian Brady Morris. Martin Stolp. Suzanne Manning. C. Wazow. Uh, we got a yearly pro- we got a yearly pledge at $30, cents. One pickle baby. That's half a pickle baby. That's You're almost a, there, JV Williams. Half a pickle baby away, away. and uh, one from Jennifer Staplin. 
Thank you very much for supporting the show. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. See you in the afternoon. Pickle babies for life! Woo!